I'm doing sitting in a car, the COVID edition. So I'm sitting in my room, isolation style. In the next few minutes, you're going to hear how to have a convo with your kid about the sex ed that they're going to get at school versus what you talk about at home. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And of course, I'm not sitting in my car today because I'm COVID positive. So I'm isolating in my room. So you are getting sitting in a car at the time of recording, um, COVID style, uh, in isolation. <laughs> so let's read the question that um, we're looking at this morning. My son's almost 10. How do you, do you have any tips on how to navigate the conversations between school sex ed and what we are doing at home? The school is a particular religion and therefore providing talks from that religion's viewpoint. I'd like some advice on how to counteract some of the teaching. Um, I don't want to confuse him. The school lessons won't include any information on LGBTQ plus relationships. And I suppose I'm just, I suppose I'm just concerned about confusing him. So the answer to this question comes from the courage pillar of the Evolved Family Method. The courage pillar shows you how to step forward and start conversations with kids when it feels maybe a little bit too complicated and you're worried that your kid will get confused if you discuss it. So what you might do if you have a question like this parent does is try to change the environment that your kid is in so that they don't get confused or confronted with maybe a different viewpoint to the one that you have at home. So effectively, what you might try and do is simplify your kid's life um, by maybe not sending them to school that day. And I understand why you would do that because you've probably learnt to try and prevent conflicts in areas of life, particularly, um, and this is something important, particularly if we were raised or socialized as a woman or a girl when we were growing up, right? Because um, that conflict prevention approach to life can impact all areas of life, all areas of being human. So places like speaking up for our needs, asking for help, um, or the experience of parenting within a school culture that holds different views or values um, around sex and relationships and bodies and all that sort of thing to what you are holding at home. So what I've learned is that when parents and other caring adults raising kids follow this conflict prevention approach, there's a particular effect that comes into play, which I call the tongue-tied parent effect. You might've heard me talk about it before. This effect causes you to feel anxious, about your kid hearing things at school that you don't agree with. And probably, you'll probably feel concerned that um, that hearing something like that might cause some damage to your kid's sense of what the world is like. The tongue-tied parent effect may even call to mind for you some of the toxic, limiting or unhelpful things you learned at school when you were growing up. And feeling like that is completely understandable because our painful or difficult experiences from growing up can be the main drivers um, 
to us making sure that our kids are avoiding the shame and the awkwardness that we had when we were small. And we'll probably do anything to change that pattern, if you're anything like me. Um, I was willing to do anything. So in this episode, I'm going to show you how to have a convo with your kid about the sex ed they might get at school versus what you talk about at home. Point number one, there are two sentence starters that you can use before you talk about the things you believe at home. And when you use these sentence starters, it's going to help your kid understand that not everyone sees the world or believes things in, in the same way, in the same way that you do in your home. So inside the full evolved family method, you learned seven sentence starters. I'm going to give you one today that is specifically related to this situation today. And that's this, what we believe is, or you could make a longer version of that, which is what we believe is the most kind, helpful or gentle thing is, and then you state the thing you were trying to say. This can be the beginning of every sentence or learning opportunity that you create at home. And these sentence starters, they're part of the evolved family method that runs the deepest for me because they're based on um, painful experiences that I had, I experienced growing up because I didn't understand that everyone could be different. Everyone is different. Um, they're not wrong. People aren't wrong. We're not wrong. We're all just different. So if we can create a culture of acceptance of diversity and difference in our home, that's going to enable our kid to grow up to be whoever they are. Now, yes, our kid may be LGBTQIA+, but they also may be straight and interested in fundamentalism and a life of faith. That's definitely possible. And this is where connection comes into play and becomes the most important part of the conversations that we have with our kids about sensitive stuff. What is more important? Is it to raise a kid who believes the same thing you do? Or is it to have kids that feel connected to you and feel like they can talk to you about absolutely anything, even if it's something that you don't agree with? This conversation about school is a chance to show respect for um, differences of opinion, while at the same time, disagree all right, and you can teach your child by example how to listen critically um, for something that's missing or something that is different to what they already know. And when you think about it like that, it's actually a really gold opportunity that your school is providing for you. Point number two, you can use this opportunity to teach about non-binary thinking. What is non-binary thinking you might be asking? Um, it's the idea that two existing truths that are opposite can exist in the same space. In this case, the two existing truths are that um, other people have a right to believe what they believe and we have a right to believe something different or something the opposite. And the two beliefs, the two opposite beliefs that each of these people have can be valid. 
So you can talk about this idea that two people can believe different things and they're both valid as another part of growing up. You can say that this is a part of growing up, negotiating the world where other people believe something different to what you believe. And those people may even assume that you believe the same thing they do. Um, I was reading a post that a friend of mine um, in academia wrote the other day and she was talking about the practice of inviting speakers that challenge the dominant narrative as well as those that espouse it. So in other words, that means purposefully bringing people into an area of thinking or a discussion that don't agree with what you think. This is essentially practicing um, welcoming alternative views. Um, when I say respecting themselves and respecting the people around them, which I do at the beginning of every sitting in a car or sitting in my room in this case, um, this example where we're talking um, about a school that is teaching something different to what you talk about at home is a perfect example of taking action, respecting other people for the views they hold, and at the same time, respecting the views that you have in your own home. Point number three, your 10 year old is still a kid, but it's when our kids are young that we can be the most effective of setting a culture of collaboration in our home. And creating a culture of collaboration will hold you in good stead when he's a teen. So here's what a culture of collaboration is. Have him be involved in the decision-making process about what to do in a situation like this. School sex ed. It's a life skill to be able to weigh the pros and cons of an experience. And at the end of the day, being in a group of friends, listening to something like this, this sex ed class that's going to be happening, will give him an experience that he would miss out on if he's not there. I mean, the experience is hearing other people's questions about the subject matter and perhaps realizing that he knows a lot more information than the other kids in his class know. That can feel really cool for a kid. I remember teaching in a classroom and there was a lad that kept putting up his hand and answering the questions I was putting to the class. The teacher told me afterwards that that kid wasn't able to answer questions for any other subject at school and it was heartwarming to her to see his mastery and interaction in this part of his learning. It's very sweet, right? Your kid will understand that different people will think different things about sex and relationships. And the sooner he learns that and understands that, the easier his life is going to be. So you've just learned how to have a convo with your kid about the sex ed they're gonna get in school, which is probably gonna be different to what you talk about at home. And these points are useful, but this information isn't going to do you a whole heap of good if you also don't have the specific skill of sitting with very complex emotions and fears. Now, very complex emotions and fears often stem from experience we had growing up when we probably felt like the people around us were teaching things that felt mm, judgmental or not applicable to us and we may have deeply felt that we didn't belong. So in these moments when our child might be going through something similar, we will need to step up and manage 
the younger parts of us that are still focused on not feeling like we belong or um, not feeling like we truly are respected or um, included by the adults um, who are caring for us. So inside the Evolve School, which um, is where I teach the Evolve Family Method, it's for parents and other caring adults who want to nurture their connection um, their kids feel with them as they talk about sensitive things. Um, if you would like to learn that complete method, click the link somewhere around this video or head over to the link in my bio and let me know how I can get in touch with you. And that way I can tell you the next time the Evolve School opens. And this is sitting in a car, COVID style, where I'm actually sitting in my room, um, where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And that's bye for now. Where is the question? It's weird doing sitting in a car here. I feel weird. <gasps> Super weird. Okay, let's get back to it. It's... <sighs> Thanks, Kelly. My lunch just got delivered. Bloody hell. <laughs> Thank you.